on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. to think about it it is right here it is right now how you doing today brandon stokely i'm doing great how you doing i'm doing great as well stoke it's good to see you good to see you good to see uh everyone here behind the scenes what a funny cast of characters we have here we have so much to get to today but during Richie, the- Richie feels himself a little bit too much. He went up to Nate and, like, <laughs> Nate humbled him really quickly. Um, well, arm wrestling contest, just out of the blue. Yeah, literally, like, in between shows. <laughs> an arm wrestling competition between Richie there he and Look Nate at him. Jackson. Look at him peeking his head and, around. Oh, no. no, 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 no. So, so. So so I walk in and this is the first this is the first sight that I see. It's Richie mimicking a power cling. Yes. <laughs> like a power cling stance and 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 uh, uh going back and forth with Nate and then come to find out that he and Nate had arm wrestled right before that. Yes, and and it's hilarious cuz like Richie obviously you know very confident bordering on like overconfident, overconfident cocky. But yes. but, but like it's another not bordering. T- but <laughs> but another but toe like warranted. Why is it not warranted though, Richie? I just live my life assuming that I can do anything okay. until proven otherwise. Okay, and that's, that's not, that's not yes. a bad way to and live. That's why I, I wanted to arm wrestle Nate. I felt okay. like he was going to beat me, and he did aggressively. <laughs> but, but but then what happened? Not only once, but twice. What, now why did you go to the second time? Well, but I always do that because I'm left-handed. So anytime I arm wrestle somebody, I always want to arm wrestle my left hand. But right. that's the opposite of what most people's dominant hand is. So he beats you with the non-dominant hand. And also, yeah, he did. impressive. The funniest line to me is, and Richie is in good shape and is like, you know, That's strong enough. It's a strong Barely. guy, it's a strong guy, like really strong, like in his own mind, like really strong, but like strong by everyone else's standards, too. But he goes, he's talking power clean, and he goes, Yeah, can't believe it. Nate can actually lift more than me. <laughs> like, yeah. oh. That's not what I said. Well, yes, it is. No. It's just, uh, yes, it's just yes. some sort of... No, no, no. That, 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 that no. Was Wait, what did you say then? I thought that's what you said. What did you say? No, I said that... I said we were talking about power cleans, and I said, yeah, he actually power cleans more than me. Yeah, yes, right. Yes, yes. Close yes. enough. Yes. I, I was paraphrasing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that from a cockiness standpoint. Like, I feel like as somebody who's oh, you more are than a decade that. younger than Nate... And I, I think you can make the argument I should be in better shape than him because I'm not a dad and I'm not older and I'm not all those things. Dads but, can be in good shape. Yeah, why are you down on dads? Yeah. Like, you're a dad. You can be in good shape. I'm a machine. Well, Still. on that Peloton. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's old man weight. That's what happens. You get older, it's yeah. like, just don't hurt myself right. and get a good right. workout in right. and don't pull a muscle or hurt myself. Yeah, so I was saying something. that from a standpoint of well, like, you can make the argument that I should be stronger than Nate in that area, and I'm not. You could make that argument. But Nate's, None of us still, would, Nate's not but old. Right. But Nate's not old. He's like 35. Right. Is he only 35? Yeah, he's like 30. He might even be a little bit younger no, than that. No, I think he's way. 35, 36? No, I think he's probably 40. I'm 30. Really? Yeah, I think he's probably 40. We had this conversation with him the other day, and he might be 41 or so. Because I think I'm just five, six years older than him. Okay, okay, I got it. He is Nate. Nate is 43. Yeah, yep, yep. I knew it because we had that conversation. Nate a, a could couple pass weeks ago. for 35. Yeah. He could pass for eight years. Yep. He's a, he is handsome. Okay, Richie. All that. <laughs> Time to go, Richie. You've had your moment. 
Who's so, so who, now that y'all want to arm wrestle as well? Who's oh, oh I got yes. awful shoulders. Oh, it's always the shoulder. I got, awful awful shoulder. I got bad wrist. You think I'm gonna try to get my shoulder? Bad shoulders, elbow, yeah, and you wrist. Think, you think I'm gonna try to? Holy moly! Like, what has he been I, up I to? Don't, I, I I don't need <laughs> to validate hair. anything. The bones that, connected to the. <laughs> I don't I don't need to validate anything that I've done and like get into a um, pissing match with Richie here about <laughs> right. you know who can arm wrestle the best here. I'm good. Yeah, I don't want to get hurt and jack my shoulder up because golf. Seasons right around the corner. Copy Does that. nothing for me. Does nothing for my ego. Richie, be well. <laughs> Fresh off an arm wrestling match with Nate Jackson. Oh, I love too. Never know what you're going to get he around here. To go with the left hand. His dominant hand has still got whipped. Uh, speaking of getting whipped, holy moly! Last night, Vegas Golden Knights taking it on the chin, three to zero. Yeah. How about that? The Avs just shutting out the best team in the West. Dude, I'm getting these springtime vibes from a year ago. Well, you should. They're on a roll right now. And, oh, by the way, you know, Kale McCarr is just chilling. Yep. That's where he should be. Yep. We got to take our time, especially now that they're winning, even more so. And I guess when he's ready, they're probably going to put him back out there. You know, I'm, I'm the um, the nervous one over here about it, really. Yeah, but and, it's, and, it's, it's, rooted in, it's rooted in good logic, I think. Even though I right. happen to disagree, it's rooted in good yeah, logic. Because I feel if he gets another one, then he's probably done for the year. That's why I'm thinking, hey, let's just wait to the playoffs for this guy. He's ready to go. He's a veteran player now. He's been through it all. Yep. And um, But that probably won't happen. But they're playing great right now playing without great. him. And, um, yeah, it's exciting. Got got really back in the, the, the mix for the for the tops. Top seeds, yeah, you know, I, and isn't that crazy? What are they three? What are they three points behind Vegas for the t- like? After all this, after all of this, and and I'm like shaking my hands, like trying to encompass the season and like this incomplete team. Are the Avs about to go into the playoffs with the number one freaking seed with no Gabe, with Kale being in and out? Like, is that what we're actually in store for after all the drama to actually possibly be the number one seed? Uh, I mean, I'm not counting against them. Certainly, but it's been uh, it's been a nice run here to really get themselves. I mean, two weeks ago we we're talking about are they going to make the playoffs, right? You know, and now yeah. we're talking about number one seed. That that's how quick things have changed. McKinnon got himself another one. Um, yeah, I was all over that. I was all over that. So, oh, not, he's, yeah. he is a red not, hot. Not right him now. individually, oh, oh, just okay. the abs. Oh, okay, just, just okay. rolling with the abs again. Okay. I think I'm just going to keep rolling with them until. They um, lose one here because they're hot. They are sizzling. They're, and Georgie Man, Georgie Man, how about that shutout? Yeah, that's his third of the year. Georgiev, yeah. right? Third Georgiev? Of, Georgiev. Yeah. Third shutout of the season. They are now just two points behind Dallas for top in the division, three points behind Vegas for the top seed in the West. They've now uh, won six in a row. They are 14-2-2 in their last 18. No one wants to play the Avs right now. No one is going to want to match up with them in the playoffs, especially uh, in the West. Miko Rantanen, 40th goal of the season, fastest of that mark in the history of the Avs. I feel like Miko... Wait, say that again? You just kind of brushed over that. Say that one more time. I think that's a, a relevant stat there. 40th goal of the season, fastest to reach that mark in the history of the Avs. Fastest ever. Yep. Bam. That, that's impressive. It's incredible. It's wow. incredible. And and this is how you know you have a great team because Miko led the abs in scoring a year ago in a year that they won the Stanley Cup. But this is how you know you have a great team. It's like your leading scorer in the regular season's Miko. Your best player probably overall is Nathan McKinnon, but your most productive player 
was Kale McCarr. Mm. I mean, that is, it's just, it's incredible firepower. And we got the trade deadline. Is that today? Uh, Tomorrow? No, no, I think it's a Friday. Friday. Yeah, so a couple days off. Okay. A couple days off. Um, so it's it's right around the corner here. It is. And we could be getting more additions. Just got uh, Jack Johnson. Yep. Back um, in the fold. Back in the fold. So we'll see any other splashy move here that, w- that will happen and maybe take this team to a whole nother level. So uh, still, still got a lot of um, things that can happen here in the next the rest of the week. Yep, and it's um, it's kind of like the NBA in a sense where you get through the you know All Star break, you get through the trade deadline, and it's just a sprint to the finish line. So uh, we'll continue to to have our fingers on the pulse of the Abs as um, again it's starting to feel a little bit now. Now, Drew, what's the latest? We got Drew Spivak behind the glass. What's the latest with uh, 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 Paolo Francos? Do we know like he's got the lower body injury? Right? Any timetable? Yeah, I mean, I, as far as we know right now, he's going to be out probably at least two to three more weeks. They they went out and picked up uh, Keith Kincaid, right? Who could be kind of the the backup goalie if they need to. But listen, look, you don't know when Francis is going to be back. So you're going to probably ride with Georgiev this point going forward. But the problem is they got they, they basically play every other night in the month of March, right? So at least at least there's not many back to backs. In fact, I think they've only got one back to back. In the month of March. Is that right with that many games? Because what is that, like 17 games in the month of March or yeah, 14 six, or something? Uh, 16 games. Wow. So yeah. do you expect a little bit of um, Kincaid or, or whoever uh, you said uh, to sprinkle in there just to give Georgiev a, a little break here? You might. You could. I mean, they've been kind of shuffling goalies back and forth between Loveland and, and Denver with Jonas Johansson, Eustace Annanen, yep. and now you can throw Keith Kincaid in the mix. So you've got the option to do it if you want to, but Georgiev is playing so well right now. I don't know if you want to take him and, and sit him down. I mean, right now, guys, amongst goalies that have played 35 games or more, he's got the fourth highest save percentage in the NHL. He's at 92, is it? Uh, 922 it. right now. Wow. Save percentage. Wow. Yeah. Love it. Absolutely love it. So yeah, just keep rolling. Keep rolling. Just, just as long as he's I, – I don't know the wear and tear on a goalie, you know, when I mean, you're getting a day off. So I, I – Nowadays, more than ever, these teams are just like deploying multiple goalies. It used to be kind of like it's like pitching. Yeah, yeah, it's right. Like, it's yeah, like basketball. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's like well, you know, oh nope, load management is going to take tonight off. Yep. Um, so it's a, it's the same thing. It's all that stuff coming into play, and now you know it's it's going into every sport. Yeah, let's see how it shakes out uh, down the stretch of the season uh, when uh, Francis is back in the mix and and how they operate in the playoffs uh, should be interesting. We had these conversations all through last you know postseason. Like, who was the best option in that? That was That's a right. day-to-day conversation. Yep. So we'll see how this one ages down the backstretch of this season. Very exciting, though, as the abs are red, stinking hot. Okay, Sean Payton speaking live from the NFL Combine. Kind of flat out told us he didn't get his first option at defensive coordinator. We'll comb through it. Coming up next. Zach on Denver Sports Station 1043 The Fan. Sean Payton and George Payton. Brothers Payton. The we Payton got a, brothers. We gotta come up with uh, uh something for these guys. Cause the 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 George Payton, Sean Payton duo um needs a, needs a nickname, if you will. Uh and actually if you have a suggestion. Let's tap in to the RamosLaw.com text line, 303-713-1043. Uh, it's been a minute, but we'll check back in with uh, our friends. Um, yeah, you're going to you're gonna have to do it then. I'll, I'll, I'll pull it up. I'll pull it up. It's been a minute. Don't uh, talk about it. Be about yeah, it. Yeah, if, you, right. if you have a nickname uh, for the Peyton boys, uh, hit us up. 
Hit us up on the RamosLaw.com text line. Uh, Sean Payton, speaking live from the NFL Combine, just like that, it's NFL Combine week, talking about how Vic Fangio, openly saying Vic Fangio was the plan. Do I think he would have been a great asset for us? Yes. And so we were planning, you know, in this year away, if, if the right scenario came up, that we'd work together. And I think this one was just a little unique because it wasn't too long ago he, he was here. But certainly I tried, talked to him, tried to twist his arm, and I'm excited for his opportunity in Miami. I think he's a talented coach. I, we went against each other for years, like our teams, and uh, it was always a challenge. It's pretty rare for a coach who didn't get the guy he hired to come out and say, I tried. I tried to twist his arm. It's um, very rare. Very, very rare. You usually get, um, you know, we hired Vance and we're excited about Vance. And yeah. That's kind of, they don't talk about the other guy. Nope. Why would you want to talk about the other guy? You don't need to talk about the other guy. Nope. I love it. I love it. He's just being real just being and real. honest and open. He's not guarded about anything. Like, what? Okay. Whatever. And, like, really, at the end of the day, what does it matter? Like, really, what does it matter? So why do I want to hide these things or, or or try to not talk about it? Like, whatever. All right, cool. It, it is, is what it is. It is what it right? is. And they, and they, you know, he talked about it. Him and Vic talked in the offseason. Like, that was the plan, that they would try to work together. Yep. If the right situation happened. Yep. And, obviously, Sean Payton gets a job. This job probably, you know, because it was the Broncos. Exactly. And because he just left here a couple yeah. years ago. It's just um, a little bit too much heat there. Whatever. Fine. But I'm glad Sean Payton talked about it. Me too. It's kind of refreshing. Very. He actually said, he actually alluded to the situation being the Broncos and why it didn't happen. He's like, obviously his situation is a little unique where he was just here so recently. And he also, and, and I don't think we have it right here, but he had another response where he said at the end of the response uh, I tried to get him back, but you guys scared him away. And he's ta- and he's talking to the media. And serious question, serious question. I wonder just how much of how poorly it ended with Vic. And like, let, let me get out ahead of this. Vic wasn't treated unfairly by the media. Vic was a losing football coach for three years in a row. And today he got three years. Yeah, the fact that he got that third year, right? We did. We weren't sure if that was going to happen. And he never produced a winning season. You're showing the door. Yeah, I mean, it's a 2022 in the NFL at that time, you know, or so. But how much did the factor of like the criticism, the 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 heat from the media and the fan base, like it sounds like it was on the scale here for Vic? Well, I think any time that you are the head coach at an organization and it doesn't end well, you know, it's not an ideal spot to go back to, especially after two years, right? I mean, that's just like. It's not ideal. You prefer to go somewhere else. And if you have another opportunity, obviously he had another great opportunity. They're paying him a ton of money, like four and a half million bucks. Yeah. Right. I think he's the highest paid coordinator in the league. And so he got a great deal. I mean, that's head coaching money. He got a great deal. You're going to a good football team, I think, with some some good pieces on the defensive side. So yeah. there's a lot to a lot of positives there. I, you know, I think, look, if 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 Miami was going to pay him a million, the Broncos are going to pay him four. He would have been here, right? Uh, so Miami's paying him a lot of money, more than probably anyone else would, and he's got a good group down there. They got a good football team, so it's kind of like, yeah, okay, now, yeah, no, no, thank you, Denver. Right? He had another apples to apple, yeah, sort of uh, um, 
option, and he took the other one. I mean, would you want to go back to your old spot when you were the head coach, and then now you're going to just be, you know, under that, obviously, and it's just a little bit awkward, right? You're seeing some of the same faces that you used to be their boss, and now you're not, and Look, it could happen, and it's happened before. But this is so recent it is. that it makes it a little bit more awkward. If you could avoid it as a person, you probably would try to avoid it. Yep, and he had the avenue to avoid it. One of the highest-paid coordinators in the NFL, a defense that's comparable to Denver's, maybe even better, right? We haven't done a deep dive on Miami's defense, but we know they have some pieces. Um, so, okay, got it. Uh, here's more of uh, Sean Payton. Earlier this morning, speaking from the NFL Combine, talking about um, the Broncos still could hire Matt Patricia. That's a fair question. Yeah, I would say it's a little early to answer that. Um, the question was, do, do I still possibly vision a role for Matt? And we just got here. He and I are going to talk this week. I wouldn't rule that out, though, if that were to possibly uh, came to fruition. It would be for a few things. I, I'd certainly want to talk to Vance and our defensive coaches. and But I know Matt well enough to know how smart he is and what he can contribute. So we'll see. Doors not closed on Matt Patricia. So I, I think with him listening to that going just deducing, you're probably going to see Matt Patricia as a consultant here this year. Okay. That's what I would think. Like okay. a defensive consultant. That's kind of what how I read that. You know, Vance is hired here. I don't know what's, what positions are left to coach. And maybe there is a position that they can just throw him in. But I see more of a maybe a defensive consultant type of role if he gets hired here in Denver. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but obviously, you know, Vance is heading up that ship. And so, do they? How do they? How do they work together? I was just right? going to ask. So, that. Uh, it's easier to just say, "Okay, Matt Patricia, you're just going to be a consultant for us." And now you don't have to be like you're not under Vance and like, okay, what defense are we running? It's not quite the same defense as me. Uh, so, I, I think it's probably easier if he does come on board that it probably is as a, a, def, a defensive consultant type of role. You know, they can make anything up. Right. Right. Um, I wonder if that's the case. If just keep just... him away from the offense. <laughs> Holy cow. I was thinking about that last night. What an unusual thing, like, ever. In the shower. No, just kidding. Okay. Um, in the gym, actually. Uh, really? Yeah. Uh, but, like, what, what was Bill doing? I don't know. Like, Joe Judge and Matt Patricia, like, co-offensive coordinators would not never really tell you who, who it was, Right. And Bill kept saying, well, yeah, you know, just uh, yeah, it comes back on me. If it doesn't work out, it comes back on me. It's a complete disaster. Yeah. They were awful. It was like a, I would like to hear someone that was in the building or on that offensive side of the football, like, talk about it, how bad it really was. Because you know we don't know all of it. No. No. What a disaster. They put a special teams coach and a defensive coordinator in this that's been a defense coordinator forever and try to make them the offense coordinators. It's what? insane. Bill, it's insane. You're not the smartest guy in the room. Stop it. Insane. Okay, we're off and rolling here on a Tuesday. We still have so much to get to from what was said this morning between Sean Payton and George Payton. If you have a, a suggestion for what uh, we could nickname the two of these Paytons. Hit us up on the RamosLaw.com text line, 303-713-1043. We'll circle back at the top of the hour to some of the uh, biggest nuggets that you need to know from the Combine. But in the meantime, in the meantime, a new off-season picture of Russell Wilson has emerged, and I think it's a big deal. And I got a Jokic question I need to ask you ASAP. 
All that is next. Denver Sports Station 1043 The Fan presents Stokely and Zach. There is a off-season picture of Russell Wilson that has popped up, and I think it's a big deal. I think it's a big deal. Now... I have a side-by-side, actually, of uh, Russell, and I almost want to tweet this, but I don't want to come across as too much of a weirdo tweeting uh, Russell Wilson multiple pictures without a shirt on. Is that inbounds, you think? Quarterback of the You're Broncos? Me about what's inbounds? <laughs> uh, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't ask me. Um, do what you want to do. I mean, but, but, but so, so here's what I'm going to do right now. I, I am going to show you, personally, a picture of Russell Wilson from eight months ago. Yeah. And then I'm per- personally going to show you a picture of Russell Wilson yesterday. Yeah. That he posted. He's on vacation. He's the one that posted it. And actually, I, I am going to tweet this because he's, he's the one that has posted these pictures. Doesn't he look like he has lost 20 to 25 pounds? Yes. I thought it was 10. It's not yeah. 10. No. I mean, that first picture that you showed me, thick. Thick. He was, he was living the life. Right? And... That new one, he's grinding. He's working. And he's taking it seriously. He, you can tell he wants to lose weight. Right. That's a big priority for him this year. Look, we talked a lot about it. And, you know, I think Marilette might have been the first one to bring it up or, or during, you know, off-season or training camp or whatever. We talked a lot about that, you know, during the yep. off-season, yep. during training camp, yep. during the season. And we, you know, you look back at his combine picture to what he looked like last year, and it's it's shocking. It is, and a big part of his game is his mobility. Yep. And a lot of people are like, ah, oh, stop it, you know, fat shaming or whatever. It's like, okay, yada, yeah, all right. It, it, he he needs to lose weight, right? And to be at his best, and he is telling you with his actions how much of a priority that is for him, and how bad it was last year. Too big. Too heavy. He needs to lighten up. If he wants to be at his best, he needs to lighten up. And that's what he's telling you with his actions by losing so much weight. It's a guys great take. It's a great guys take. don't grind and lose 10, 15, 20 pounds in the pre-off season. Right. What is he doing? He's vacationing, man. This is supposed to be the time to chill. Right. No, nope. not for Russ. Not for Russ. That tells you how much of a priority it was. I think it's a great take. I think you're spot on, and it's a full cosign for me. I mean, actions are going to speak louder than the words. He'll never, I don't think you'll ever hear an admission from Russ into a microphone that he was too heavy last year. I don't think you're ever going to hear that. You don't think so? No. And if you What want- if he's asked about it? Like, hey, you've lost a lot of weight. Was that a priority from last year to this year? How can you, mm. like, how can you get around that without saying, I mean, because you look at it, like, right. you can't so just different. lie about it's it. So like, different. no, no, I haven't even thought about it. Like, yes, you have. You lost 20. Right. If you want to see the picture for yourself, I did just uh, hit send on this puppy. You should have never sent that. No, nope. that's just an awful Stop. idea. Awful Stop. idea. I mean, this this awful. is this is such such stark contrast. These pictures are taken eight months apart. 
It looks like wow, they're eight like months. It looks like they could be like brothers, but not the same person. Yeah. If you want to see it, I just tweeted it. You can hit me up at Byesline. B Y E S L I N E. One's a heavy brother, and one got the good genes. One <laughs> yes. didn't. Yes. Um, so you can hit me even if you're not on Twitter. You can just type in you know Zach by Twitter, and the the most recent tweet will come right up. You can check it out. Um, it's a very real, very real stark contrast within eight months. That was a vacation last uh, last off season. And that's the picture that he posted himself yesterday. Um, yeah, you're not out there taking a picture. I'm not yourself. out there. I'm not right. out there in the bushes like right. Cliss yeah. taking pictures. Uh, <laughs> oh, dang, you do that to Cliss? Yep. Really? He yep. brought, he brought yep. us up unprompted yep. on Friday on the drive. Yep. So I'm oh, gonna bring him. Oh, up oh yeah, there you go, Mike. There you go. Right. Watch yourself. Um, yeah. No, I I I think it's a great thing. I think it's amazing. Of I course, think it if, is. If there's any hope for Russell to be. Even 85% of the old Russell, he needed to do this, and he's right. doing it. Yes. And so it is awesome. People say, ah, oh, you know, y'all always, why are y'all so mean to Russ and, like, always negative about Russ? Well, there wasn't a lot to be positive about last year. And then, you know, you start off this year, and you get these reports about the, uh, what's the foundation thing? Uh, why not you? Because you spent all the damn money. That's why. <laughs> oh, my um, God. Uh, <laughs> I just can't help myself. I just can't help myself. We, we heard about the Why Not You Foundation, and then we heard about, you know, the stuff that he wanted to get Pete and John fired. I mean, like, that's what we're talking about reacting to. These are national pieces. It's a horrible year right. for us, and, on but, and off the field. But when we see something like this, it's like, yes, absolutely love it. That's a great sign. How can that, that be a huge positive? The guy, it's a couple things. Like, he's working, and he knows that he. this is a big part of him trying to bounce back and, 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 and um, be at his best. Yep. But it's also one where he looked in the stinking mirror and was real with himself. Like, there was no lies. There's no, like, no, we're good, man. This, right. this offense just sucked. Right. Man, you're hacking right. awful. Right. I, right. We had so many injuries. Man, Javante didn't get hurt, man. You know, like, there was no lying to himself. Like, I'll be good. I'll be good. Don't worry about that. I'm Russ. No, no, no. It was like, all right, I have to change. Right. And I have to be better for next year. How do I start that? Okay, first thing I need to do is lose 20 or whatever. You know, lose some weight. And he has done that. So I think that is something that um, it's great, man. Is, uh, is, is a huge positive. I remember I asked you about uh, three weeks ago, uh, two or three weeks ago, and, 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 and I made the, uh, the Paxton Lynch analogy. That, that final year when he was with the Broncos, they go out to San Francisco, and he's in a competition with Trevor Simeon. And I'm asking you here on the radio, this is 2017. I, I said, do you think he knows that this is it? Do you think he knows and understands that this is his last opportunity? And unfortunately, the answer to that question at that time was no. And I asked you the same thing two weeks ago, three weeks ago about Russ. Like, do you think he knows, even despite signing this new contract, that he's gone? If, if, if 2023 goes like 2022, when I see that picture and how much weight he's lost, it's, it's the answer. He does know. Yeah. I don't know, like, if he's thinking that far ahead. I just think that he, in his mind, you know, it's just about playing great football this year. It's not like, okay, I might lose my job if I play like last year. It's more like, I just want to get back to playing great ball. Right, playing great football. How do I do that? How do I accomplish that? See, I don't think his mind goes to that type of level. Like thinking, you know, two or three years from now. I don't know. Russ is Russ is all about two or three years from now. He is, but he's he, he's in the moment now and realizing that you know what I want to play better. Right, and I want to play like I used to play. How do I do that? And, and you know, the prop, 
But maybe you're right. thinking about the three years from now also. Maybe he got humbled to such a degree that it's like, yo, you can't be worrying about two, three years from now. I, I, it's got it's got to be right here, right now in Denver. Um, and he's got new life with Sean Payton. You want to put your best foot forward, right? People saying how he's been wanting Sean Payton. You know, wanted him a couple years ago right. and tried to make right. the power move in Seattle. He he said this offseason that's the guy he wanted. And now he's here. Well, you you better be ready to go. I was going to say, now right. you got everything you wanted. You better be ready to go. Yep. And that's that's what he's looking like he's doing. So it's going to be fun. I, I Look, it makes me more optimistic. I'm still very guarded me that too. he can yeah. return to no. form, but this makes me so much more optimistic. And sometimes throughout life or your career, and I know in the NFL, every offseason, every year is different. And I'm sure with Russ last year, it was I want to bulk up so I can be a pocket quarterback and show everyone that I want to be it. So he bulked up. That was the plan. Take some more hits Take in the pocket, hits, right? right? So, And it obviously it didn't work. So you know what? That bulking up, I'm not doing that again. I want to be lighter and be able to move a little bit more, and that's what he's doing. And I'm excited for it. I really am, and optimistic that it's going to be um, the best version of Russ. And with Sean Payton, it just makes me more uh, optimistic about the season and excited about Russ in year two. Well, you speak for the both of us. It's a tangible clue on his approach. Tangible like you can measure it. You could you could step on a scale and see the difference. Like that's the definition of tangible and we're seeing that right before our eyes. So if you're looking for some some uh something to hold on to, a reason of optimism and I think Broncos country kind of is after yeah. this franchise quarterback we thought was coming in through 16 total touchdowns, less than Andy Dalton and Justin Fields, like we we needed something like this. Um, that could lead us to believe that that he could bounce back in a major way. So hopefully that's that is the case. Does our guy James Merlat have even more evidence that Russell Wilson is fixed? Talk to James next. You're listening to Stokely and Zach on Denver Sports Station 1043 The Fan. Does James Merlat? have even more evidence that Russell Wilson is fixed. You got more. Now, we had this conversation yesterday. Um, have you seen my side-by-side? Yeah, I did. I uh, just saw it. Just heard the last segment, too. Sounds like you guys are kind of coming on board. <laughs> whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa. Hold see, on a second see, now. We're, we're, we're like, um, we're pliable here. We're not one camp or the other camp. You know, sure. We're not going all in that Russ is fixed for sure. Uh, but this is a, a positive step. Um Yet I mean, another one. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been nothing but positive steps. And, you know, listen, there's plenty of room on the bandwagon. Nothing nothing but. Stop. And, I, stop. and I'm fine stop. with having you guys on board, whether it's today. Your seat is still later. taken with the D'Amico Ryan's uh, uh, bandwagon down in Houston. I was a big fan of D'Amico Ryan. I told you not to sprain your ankle on that victory lap. He, uh, and that happened. He was clearly <laughs> a, the uh, Greg Penner's choice ahead of Sean Payton. <laughs> you might be right on that. Um, you know, but, but look, Russell Wilson... He's an easy guy to bash. A lot of that, heck, most of it, he brings on himself. And I'll be the first to admit it. But I think there are more and more and more pieces of evidence to suggest he is uh, that this past year was going to be an aberration and that the high points we did see this year, and there were some, they're few and far between or too few and far between, but those will become more the norm this year with Sean Payton, with him losing some weight, with a coaching staff in general that's more competent with him getting rid of the office and the quarterback's coach and all these things, it's like, okay, again, if you're trying to put a checklist together of 
things you need in order for rust to be fixed. I think losing some weight was on that list if we're just being honest and being fair. He's telling you. With his actions, like, he's actually screaming it. This is such a stark, stark contrast from eight months ago. And I think you guys made a good point that he wanted to become a pocket passer. And what do you have to do in order to be that guy? you got to bulk up, be able to take the hits, stand in there, and and, uh, absorb the contact. And clearly it didn't work. And just like with Jay Keeps, just like with The Office, Russell Wilson is not stubborn to a fault where I'll say, you're wrong, I'm right, my way or the highway. It's, you know what? Pretty clear evidence that I was wrong, and I'm willing to go back to the other way. That's great. We That's all awesome. We all try to do things every once in a while and think we're right. The, there's nothing wrong with being wrong. You, you try not to be, but there's nothing wrong with being wrong. There's a problem though when you refuse to admit it and you keep going down the wrong path. Well, That's the problem. Uh, we gotta save this audio. We gotta save this audio. Can you take your own advice? <laughs> I, Listen, you, right, have clung, you have clung right, to some you, points. Is, you fight and hang on to the last this, possible second. This is a, back up there. This whole idea there's nothing wrong with being wrong is a little theoretical to me because I don't really know how that feels. <laughs> yeah. but, but in general, in life, for other people, these are right. like, you know, yes. advice I give my kids. No, but I'm with you, James. Look, I'm with you. Look, it's I think it's a great sign, and it makes me... Who I'm I'm cautious here with Russ. I'm not. That's I, fair. I want to watch him in Sean Payton's offense and see what it looks like. But this gives me so much more optimism about Russell Wilson, about Russell and Sean, about his thought process going into the season. Like you know, he he's at, he's he's grinding. He knows what he needs to do, and he's putting in the work. Now he's got to go out there and do it. But it makes me a lot more optimistic about uh, what I'm going to see from Russell this year. Yeah, no, and, I, and I'm with you. And look, being cautious is fine. I understand that. We all got burned last year, so being cautious Bad. Is, is totally understandable. Third degree. Yeah, no doubt. I do think, though, it, it also is another example. Like, sometimes the worst thing in life turns out to be the best thing in life. Last year was a disaster. They were 5-12. and 12. He was awful. Had they gone 8-9, and nine, had he been mediocre, he doesn't make these changes. Right. They don't make those changes. I like right. that. That's it, good, James. It's a little bit like CU going 1-11, and 11, right? If they go 4-8, and eight, do so, they say, we need to change the way we go about our business? Right, they don't. Right. So I, I think that's... They got embarrassed. Exactly. They had to. Exactly. Ross got embarrassed. And yep. that, that, it makes it to where you can't fool yourself, you can't deny it, it's eye-opening, and it's like, okay, I got to do something different. It was painful to go through it last year for Broncos country, admittedly. But I do think in the long run, that awful year is going to turn out to be the best thing. Yeah. And the fact that seven of those games were on national TV, that the whole world agreed. Like, there was no hiding. There was this mounting pressure nationally um, that was unlike anything I've ever seen before. Um, Sean Payton, George Payton, both spoke from the NFL Combine earlier today. Uh, What did you make of it? What were some of your biggest takeaways? I thought Sean Payton's uh, performance was a little weird. It just was odd, like, you know. His uh, performance. You know, his it's appearance. Not a performance. Whatever you want to call it. His appearance. Okay. His, uh, his moment at the podium. Uh, I, you know, once again, boy, he is, he is all in on conflict with the media. It's a you guys thing. It's like, okay. Uh, I thought it was odd to go ahead and admit that Vic was your plan. Talk about undermining VJ right out of the gate. The Matt Patricia thing, like, really? Matt Patricia is going to be a part of this staff. That was discouraging. I didn't hear a lot from Sean Payton that got me excited. I heard a lot from Sean Payton that made me go, what on earth is he talking about? Why is he saying that? Like, 
I appreciate that, James. You don't. I appreciate a coach just being honest about what happened and what went down, and not trying to hide it and just brush it aside. I I, I thought you might appreciate a, a coach like that. I just think there's a there's nothing to gain from it. There, there's nothing to gain from telling everybody, "Hey, Vic would have been my guy if it weren't for the media who just ruined it." Like, really? No, the media didn't ruin it. Vic Fangio being awful here for three years ruined it and the media just happened to remember it because we were here for all of that so and i also don't know how the media killed that deal i'd love to have that explained to me of why vic's not coming back here because the I media thought it was more of like a joke kind of it was he was being serious i mean i, I thought it was more like you know he's like uh yeah vic was gonna be here but y'all screwed it up for us you know, I, you, ha, know, ha, ha. you know i actually think i think it, it was definitely a joke but a lot of good jokes contain some truth to it. And and if you're looking, if you have an apples-to-apples apples scenario and they're willing to pay you 4 $5 million and to be the highest paid and live in South Beach or it's come back to Denver where you just were 400 days ago, um, I just think that it was like that was a detracting part of the job. I, I, no doubt, but I don't think that was the media's fault or the fans' fault. Right, like, right, right, I, right, right. If Vic was a little embarrassed to come back and be the D.C. a year later... Oh, fine. I, I, I would have been, too, if we're just being honest. But, like, let's just, if, if we're all about, hey, Sean Payton was just going to be honest at the podium, then just say that. Don't try and pin it on you guys. Are, like, you, come on. are, you, are you a little bit um, Are you a little bit down on Sean Payton? I'm not thrilled with what I've seen so far. I th- still think he's going to be a, the right the right guy. He wasn't my number one choice, but I think he'll be fine. He'll, he'll, he'll turn him around. Mm-hmm. He's a very good coach. But I think the thing last week with Eric Goodman was like, why? What are you doing? See, I like all just that let stuff. Your, just let your staff, assemble your staff and let that be your mic drop. I thought today was and th- weird. And those who are missing the context, Sean Payton responded to a Denver media member and said, "We have we, the jobs you don't think are open essentially actually are closed and we'll let you know when we're ready. Yeah, exactly. It just was unnecessary. And okay, listen, and, and you're just putting yourself in the in the crosshairs. Okay. I mean, that's Which I fine. think is great. That's I would fine. rather a coach like that than a coach that you never hear from or see from and the coach that's going to give you all coach talk and it's just going to be so boring and vanilla. No, spice this thing up. Let's at least have a sure. coach that has a personality. I absolutely love it. You just want plain Jane. No, 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 no. no coach no. talk. No, that's I, what it sounds I, like. I want, somebody, he, I want somebody to be a little more calculated, right? So, like, in his opening press conference, and when he talked about how he's not rooting for the Chiefs, he's rooting for the Eagles, I don't want anybody in the division to win anything. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's kind of putting yourself in the crosshairs with your opponents, but it's calculated. You're building uh, goodwill with the fan base, something that Nathaniel Hackett just never got. Even when given like eight opportunities, right. he never could figure that out. Right. That was calculated. That seemed smart to me. I want a coach who seems like he's playing the old proverbial chess instead of checkers. I don't know how it's chess to go up there and say, I really wanted Vic Fangio, but I settled for VJ. Well, they asked him about know. it. They asked him about the Vic situation, and he was just being honest. Now, he could have, you know, not said anything about it, obviously, and just talked about Vance, but I think he was just, I think he's just open and honest, and, and I'd rather someone like that than really guarded. If you had to, to what, what is it going to hurt? Okay. Right. What is it going to hurt? Is it? I you think Vance all of a sudden is going to look and say, "Oh, I wasn't the first choice." Like, duh. I, I mean, who I cares? But you got the job now. Uh, I, I think if you if you're an adult, you're just like, whatever. Okay, cool. I I, I I know I wasn't the first choice for a lot of people, but you know what? It is what it is. I think VJ was fighting a little bit of an uphill battle anyway. I mean, if they open at home 
and they give up a touchdown on their opening drive. He's getting they're getting booed. Week one, they're getting booed. But and it has now, nothing to do with Vic, you know, being the think, number one choice. It's just Vance. He's in a tough situation to, to begin with. He is. Is that louder? So just, now you got to just boo maybe, louder? Maybe. <laughs> like, oh, I was going to boo. Now I'm going to boo okay, really loud because, okay. you know, Vic should have been if here. this defense, if they lose week one, 30 to 27. So Russ looks great. Oh, Sean no, Payton no, fixes no, the offense. No. And the defense lays oh, an egg. Oh, no, right? Can you imagine? Oh, I, I kind of oh. can. You don't, you don't think part of the <laughs> narrative is going to be, this is what happens when you have to settle oh for your gosh. third choice at D.C.? Right. That's going to be right. part of the story. I just think it's unbelievable that Sean Payton, the current Broncos coach, tried to hire the most recent Broncos coach yeah. for D.C., <laughs> couldn't get him and had to hire the most recent, recent Broncos coach for D.C. Yeah. It's like all the only people in the Rolodex were former coaches. Oh, my gosh. Where was Wade at? Where Do you was think he reached out next. to Wade? He was next. He was, he was definitely next. He was one of those mystery candidates, That's I tell right. you. That's right. Um, uh, unbelievable. I would have been more excited about Wade, but another story for another day. Great stuff. He's busy with the gamblers, um, the Houston gamblers, I think. Um, great stuff. Love uh, doing this with you, and we'll catch up with you next week. Sounds good. Thanks, Thanks James. James. All right. Sean Payton and George Payton, brothers Payton, spoke live from the NFL Combine on how they arrived at Vance Joseph, what the plan is with Russell Wilson and his personal team, and an update on Javante Williams that I think you'll like. It's all next.